A friend from Congress, love her out of the great state of South Carolina, Nancy Mace. Nancy, good morning, sweetheart. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Good morning. What a historic win last night. It was, and uh, I want to get to all of that. I want to get to Trump. I want to get to your friend Nikki. I want to get to South Carolina, your state coming up next, the caucus in Iowa, the primary in New Hampshire. But I want to start with uh, the House. So I had Steve Bannon on Monday. He's on every Monday, and I love him. And uh, he was just kicking the crap out of Speaker Johnson. I mean, <laughs> sounded like he must have been talking about Kevin McCarthy maybe two or three months ago. And he said he's just not tough enough. He's not getting it done. He is he is just absolutely obsessed with getting money for the border. You know, he loves Israel. Like me, he's had enough of Ukraine. Most smart people have, by the way. Uh, but he's obsessed with getting money for the border. And if, we, if the House can't do it, 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 like Trump, shut down the government and blah, blah, blah. I know you and I talked about this not that long ago, but the Trump supporters are standing uh, very hard with that stance. What are your thoughts? Well, number one, I want to say that every bad deal that Mike Johnson inherited is the fault of the former speaker, and he inherited a nightmare. The second thing that I'm going to say is I've been in private meetings with different factions and corners of the Republican conference in the House and Congress, and no one is more conservative than Mike Johnson. But he is dealing with different groups of people who are unwilling to draw a line in the sand on the border and attach H.R. 2 or border security to appropriations measures, to spending, to CRs, whatever. They just refuse to do it. And we have to take a stand. I agree with Bannon that we've got to take a stand on immigration and the border. And Trump's policies were the best. Hands down, the border was locked down under President Trump. But we're dealing with members in our own party that um, won't push us to the next level, like get us there. And the American people are with us. And even Democrats in New York, Democrats in Chicago, they're angry at Joe Biden over the border. We have a huge opportunity here, but we have members in our own party that will, will stand, are standing in our way. And that is the problem. It's the establishment in D.C. that gets in the way of every good idea that conservatives have. You want to name a couple of names? I'm not naming names. I know. I, I guess you the same people. thing last time I'm you gave in me the meetings with them. <laughs> I'm, in me- I'm in meetings with them. It's largely defense hawks yeah. right now. But, yeah. I, you know, my message to leadership has been dare them, you know, call their bluff, put HR2 on the floor with the CR or with another spending measure and dare those Republicans to go back home and tell them why they voted against HR2. That's what we should be doing. But I'm not in charge. <laughs> yeah. I would burn the place down if I were uh, and start over. But yeah. but, uh, but that's you know those are my thoughts. You know the um, the border crisis is ruining this city. You know the mayor Eric Adams yeah. talks about uh, you know immigration how beautiful it is. We were built on that, and all that's true. Sanctuary city. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's a sanctuary city, and they used to do it legally. Ellis Island, you know, so many. My boss, John Katzmatidis, he owns this station. Guy's a billionaire, more than one or two times mm-hmm. over. Ran for mayor, sweetest man you ever met. But his family came and they did it legally. This is not immigration. Mm-hmm. So, so what the Democrats do is they go listen. You're all bitching about the border. You're all blaming it on Democrats. Let me tell you something, okay? Yes, maybe when Donald Trump was president, the issue wasn't as bad. But, but, 
They have not discussed immigration reform for years. So the Democrats have to find a way to blame the Republicans for something. So with this border crisis ruining cities like New York and Texas, uh, cities in Texas, they talk about immigration reform. When you hear that, what do you think? Mass amnesty. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about mass amnesty. They want to give, you know, half of every illegal alien coming across the southern border. They want to give them a visa or citizenship. They also want illegals to vote in elections. They have put this in writing. They put this in legislation, put this in policy. That is their end game to transform this country into something it's never been before. And so it is up to us. It's up to conservatives to stand, stand strong, and I put the Freedom Caucus on this because they've got some great ideas about attaching HR2. They're willing to make some concessions and vote for a continuing resolution temporarily if we have border security. And, and I'm encouraging all my colleagues to call out those who are standing in our way, call their bluff. And uh, we can win on this issue. I think this issue, no pun intended, trumps inflation in the economy in the general election in 24, and maybe even might trump abortion. And so we have a huge opportunity before us to flip the Senate, keep the majority in the House, and put Trump in the White House just over immigration alone. And we have members of our own party standing in our way. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. You know, you mentioned abortion, and when I look back at the lack of success we had, when I say we, I mean Republicans in 22, when my dear friend Jesse Waters was on TV talking about, we're getting 55, we're getting 56, and uh, we didn't. Uh, we did very well in New York. Obviously, guys like the Esposito and Lawler and Molinaro and even Santos. Uh, but around the country, we got squashed. We got murdered. Yep. And everybody believes yep. it was because of abortion. And when yeah, I go on and on, about, and, and by the way, if you're voting for the president, for the president about his stance on abortion, you're a moron. Leave that up to the states. The president's job is very simple. Keep your money in your bank account and keep us safe. I'm pro-choice. I'm a pro-choice Republican, okay? I, I, I'm okay with abortion, but I'm not going to vote for the president based on that. It's stupid. But people do, and that's how we got hurt. So going into this election, a lot of people do. right? Mm-hmm. So, so, and I know you do. So, what, uh, what is the Republican answer in the presidential election coming up with Donald Trump? Number one, we can't bury our head in the sand, and Trump is right on this. He, he got Roe overturned. It's back in the States, but he is willing to build consensus between both sides. He has said this repeatedly on the issue of abortion, and that's where we should be. We we cannot sit here and say no, no abortions ever, no exceptions, no birth control, because there's some that that's what their position is, and that is just as untenable as the ones that are pro-Roe v. Wade and pro-abortion up until birth, because that's what Roe v. Wade allowed. And if you hear the president's press secretary, none of these Democrats, nobody on the left wants to tell you what their limitations are. They won't do it because they have no limitations. They're okay with abortion up until the birth of the baby. But most That's people pro-choice or pro, yeah, yeah, pro-choice or pro-life, most people say not in the third trimester. Why What's can't that? we... Why can't we as Republicans say that? But if you say that, then the pro-life groups will come after you. They'll attack you. You get worried about you're afraid about your primary. I don't get bullied. I'm going to do the right thing. I talk about birth control. I even ran an ad about 
about rape. I'm a survivor of rape. I talk about it. I talk about the exceptions. I talk about being reasonable and finding common ground. I'm the only Republican that I'm aware of that's ever run an ad about abortion. And I won resoundingly because I wasn't crazy and I was reasonable about it and saying somewhere there is some middle ground and some common sense and we can all get together on this. And that's a winning message. But too many Republicans are afraid to even bring it up. They just want to bury their heads in the sand, turn their backs on women. And that is a losing proposition for us in 24. I happen to agree with you. Nancy Mace right here out of South Carolina. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, Nancy Mace, now you've told me, and you're allowed to change it, amend it. You've told me in the past on this show that you're friends with Nikki Haley. You both rear from the same state, South Carolina. Yet, if you go to Nancy Mace's Twitter or X account this morning, she did endorse somebody in New Hampshire. Was it Nikki Haley? <laughs> You're going to find out. Nancy Mace with Sid coming back. Right into this. Sid and friends in the morning. 77 WABC. It's the time of the season when love runs high. In this time, give it to me easy and let me try. Come back to my friend uh, Nancy Mace out of uh, South Carolina, the great Nancy Mace. So when I left you off, I said, um, you've told me on this show before, you're friends with Nikki Haley. So let's start right there. Mm-hmm. Are you still friends with Nikki Haley? I, I am. I mean, I, I am try, I am friends with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but when, when was the yeah. last time you had any, let me ask you this, did Nikki Haley reach out to you for a for an endorsement? I I have I have been friends with her for a long time. She's a great governor. She's won a great race. I even reached out to her before I endorsed Donald Trump on Monday. I I owe that out of respect, and I'm a professional here. Um, but this is bigger than me or Nikki Haley. This is about saving our country and her future. Right, but Nikki Haley keeps but Nikki Haley keeps telling all of us that uh, mm-hmm. she's the right one for the job. And, and, and what I'm getting at here is that, if you don't know this, Nancy uh, is friends with Nikki, is in South Carolina, and put out one of the most enthusiastic, not just an endorsement, I mean like a 10-paragraph, beautiful picture of Nancy and <laughs> Trump. <love> letter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was the most, <laughs> it was unbelievable. So so Nikki keeps telling all of us, and I'm sorry to say this to be friends with her, I can't stand her. I want her to shut up. Go back to South Carolina. God bless you. She's so delusional. She talks about a coronation. She got her ass kicked in Iowa. She lost by double digits in New Hampshire. She's 
down by 30 points in South Carolina. What coronation? He's beating her to a pulp, and she keeps telling me and all of us that she's the better choice. How? He had two massive, two massive historic wins back to back, not been done before, at least in recent history. He is leading in South Carolina by 30 to 40 points in any given portion of the state, in any given poll. He is crushing it. And I was at Trump's headquarters in Charleston last night. Everyone is so excited. But this race needs to be over. We have got to get to the general election and take on Joe Biden. It does not need to continue in South Carolina. But my hat's off to Nikki Haley. She made it deep into the playoffs, but the playoffs are over. It's time to start the Super Bowl. We're running out of time. We've got to beat the heck out of Joe Biden and take our country back. Our our children, our grandchildren, our safety, our national security is all depending on it. This is what we've got to do. We've got to unite behind Donald Trump and move this nation forward. You know, just because you used a really, really cute football analogy, and you know I love football, (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. we saw this coming from a mile away. She did not make it deep into the playoffs. She was never competitive. Horror DeSantis, this thing was over nine months ago. These people are crazy. And, you know, they, they, after Iowa, they all should have gotten out. Now, two of them did, Vivek and Ron, but she didn't make it anywhere. She's getting killed. Look, she's the last person standing. And I had, because be, be, because she has money. She made the playoffs. Because she has money. Not because she's running a good campaign, because crazy people, Nancy, are giving her money. Get those people to give you money. Well, we're going to need it because the establishment's coming after us, by the way. It's nancymace.org, and they're coming after us big time in the Republican primary because the worst thing the establishment wants is a conservative woman like myself saying no more to them. Yeah, I've changed. You know, it's funny. I've changed. uh, And and you and I become really good friends. I love you. I really do love you. But um, I bought into Newt Gingrich and uh, uh, was referring to you as one of the traitor eight. <laughs> and then, but then I, I, I met. I love you. That's okay. No, I, yeah. I, I love you too. Um, I wasn't mad at you, but I couldn't understand why you did what you did. But then I ended up going to this big thing at Cipriani's for this young Republican club. And you, you saw the pictures of me mm-hmm. and Trump, but at Trump's table was Matt Gates. And I never liked mm-hmm. Matt. I thought Matt has been a troublemaker, selfish, all these things. And then Matt, uh, with his new wife there, she sent the national anthem. It was very cute, Ginger. Matt got up there and made this speech, and I didn't like him. I loved him. And I said, now I see why Nancy Mason, Steve Bannon loves him, and Trump loves him. So if all these people love him, I have to love him. So I'm not apologizing necessarily for feeling the way he did about McCarthy, but but there is there is a method behind your madness, and it does put you in a very delicate position. I agree. No, very delicate. And here's the thing. Like, I want to work with honest and trustworthy people because that that ship has sailed in D.C. The place is a swamp, and it it truly, truly is. And it's very difficult to move forward and be honest with the American people. And there's so many people in D.C. lying. At the very least, even if we disagree, honesty and trust and truth has value. And people are angry, and they should be angry at Washington, D.C. They're full of you-know-what up there. And in some cases, Republicans are just as bad as Democrats, whether we're talking about spending, the economy, inflation. Republicans have spent just as much as Democrats have. So we have to have an honest conversation with ourselves about where we stand and put our money where our mouth is. Where is our spine? Go find it. This thing on immigration, this thing on the economy and inflation, eggs are still very expensive. There are endless wars overseas now. And and Biden's gotten us into a proxy war with Iran and tried to give Iran $6 billion in cash just a few months ago. Biden wouldn't rescue our American citizens in Israel 
Uh, it's crazy what's going on. He's allowed to happen, and none of this would have happened under Donald Trump. Love or hate him, it never happened and never would have because our enemies feared him. They're not afraid of Joe Biden. Of all places, to clean up your act, you clean it up here. You said spying on this show, but you said balls in uh, the House. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, look, it is well known that you didn't always love Donald Trump, that you had some issues with Trump. You guys were good and you weren't good. Now you're good again. I know from me when it was. He had a bad December. I've been over this a billion times. He had a bad December. Kanye West and that Nazi. He didn't know that Nazi, by the way. Um, it was just a bad December. But for me, it was over when he stepped foot in East Palestine, Ohio. That's when I, I remembered what a great American patriot mm-hmm. Donald Trump is. Water there. Yeah, the exactly. Place. Right. Yep. While, while Biden was in, in Ukraine, that waste of money with Zelensky. So tell me, when was it, where was it for you that you've come to this new Trump realization? Well, this is bigger than me and Trump. Right? This is this is bigger than, than any of us. This is about the future of our nation. And I spent the last couple of weeks and months talking to voters, listening to voters, and he is who they want. And when you see the, what he's done in Iowa, New Hampshire, what he's doing in South Carolina, it's time to move this party forward and, and take on Joe Biden. Too much is at stake, and I think it's selfish for anyone to continue to stay in this race when we have a country to oh, win oh, back, we did you, well, wait, 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 wait. Did, did you just call your friend Nikki Haley selfish? I, it's, I'm saying mm-hmm. it, the, the, the mm-hmm. fact that more people are, are running in the primary, her included, are staying in, it is selfish. It is delusional. Agreed. This is, he's winning by 30 to 40 points, and I like her and I respect her. She was a good governor. Um, you know, all those things. She's been good to me, and I want to respect her as a woman, especially a woman who's broken glass ceilings. But this race is over, and we have got to take on Joe Biden, the progressive left. They want men to be able to punch women in the face in sports. Uh, they <laughs> want to have these endless proxy wars with terrorists. They're funding terrorism, by the way, by giving humanitarian aid to Palestinians. And they're in this proxy war with Iran. They're allowing Saudi Arabia to fund the Houthis in Yemen, by the way, which no one is talking about. And we've become apologists for these terrorists around the world and give them cash. And we, under Trump, none of this happened. We were all safer. We were more pro- more prosperous. We were uh, treated better in the workplace. Everything for men and women of all colors and all stripes. Life was better. And that's what this is about. And it's about nothing else other than our future and where our nation is headed. And, and we've got to put Donald Trump back in the White House. Boy, that is well said. And a perfect way to wrap up this great conversation. Nancy on fire, on fire this morning. The great Nancy Mace out of South Carolina. Thank you, as always, for showing up. This was uh, one of the greats. So thank you very much and enjoy your day. We'll talk soon. And God bless. Thank you, Sid. All right. Take care. Love you. Nancy Mace right there on Sid and Friends in the Morning. And uh, she said it best. Friend of Nikki Haley, friend of Tim Scott in South Carolina. It's selfish. Enough is enough. You sound delusional. You look stupid. Donald Trump, 2024. Say it. Just say it.